Thank you for downloading this week's episode of PR Week's Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com. Hello and welcome to Coffee Break. It's Steve Barrett, Editorial Director of PR Week, here for another episode. And we're here with Catherine Freimark, who's the EVP of Corporate Comms at Mattel. How are you doing, Catherine? Thank you, Steve. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Calling in from sunny LA. We're all very jealous here on the it's getting a bit warmer on the east coast, but yeah, I can see uh, I can see you've got 72 and sunny, isn't it? That's what it, that's I, the weather. I, I, I cannot complain. I cannot yeah. complain. Now you moved over to California for the the role and started in December 2020. Uh, so you moved in lockdown and um, I think you've moved over now to the area. So how's that been? How was it starting a new gig in uh, during COVID and during that uh, crazy time? You know, I it I had um, it exceeded all of my expectations for having an impact in starting in a pandemic. I think, like so many companies, um, and thankfully by the time I had. Uh, joined Mattel, they'd figured out how to be very productive in a remote capacity. And I found my virtual walkabout with uh, getting to know all of my peers and colleagues. Um, people were very generous with their time over Zoom uh, and and willing to the onboarding process and getting to know the company and, and, and my team uh, went surprisingly well, I think, in, in the pandemic, as, I, as I'm sure you've heard from lots of, of lots of companies and colleagues. Yeah, it's been amazing how the industry stepped up, isn't it? Not just in PR, but across the workforce, how people have stepped up. Such that the narrative maybe two years ago was that, you know, higher ups didn't think people would would work from home effectively, but actually they've proved they can and they do. So it has been incredible, hasn't it? There have been a lot of silver linings. I think, you know, certainly productivity, work-life balance, work-life integration. Uh, You know, we've all been, uh, I think we've also come closer in a lot of ways. You know, we see people's cats crawling along the keyboards or children popping up in the cameras and we're reminded of the roles we play, you know, at home and at work. And uh, and certainly at Mattel, there's story after story of, of resilience and productivity and commitment across the organization. Yeah, we're doing our Pets in PR series and uh, profiling some of those stories. So that's been very popular. And yeah. you've had a You've had a pretty incredible impact on the company because they had a record year last year in terms of financials. That was presumably all down to you joining, yeah? You know, you know, I, my timing was <laughs> great when I got that call from Mattel. Certainly, um, I had a great affinity for for the brand, the company's purpose, Barbie as a child. Um, but also, you know, I wish I could take credit, but the, the the engine was in motion long before I got here, and and our CEO and the leadership team had set the path on a course for transforming the company into an IP driven media company. And um, I've been able to tell some really amazing stories in the past year plus since I joined. Yeah, tell us a bit about that. Put a bit of meat on the bone. Um, You do have a very specific strategy around content and around IP, like you said, which is maybe slightly different to some of your competitors. So talk us through how you're going to um, activate on that. Well, it's, it's it's a great story. I think, you know, Mattel, when when our chairman and CEO, Enon Kreis, came in, he saw a treasure trove 
of content and IP that had been in many ways untapped, um, both in terms of realizing the potential for it in the space of film, TV, digital gaming, et cetera. And then certainly, um, you know, improving the company from an operational point of view. So he sat around the process of a, of a pretty sweeping transformation and turnaround for the company. Turnaround now we're considering complete and we've moved to growth mode uh, following uh, six consecutive quarters of growth. Um, but the stories within of the brand's growth and development, Barbie having a record year, 63 years young, and the brand's never been better. Uh, and that story across all of the Mattel brands and products has been a wonderful one to be able to tell, um, as has our venture into film and television and content. And uh, as our CEO likes to say, you know, there's 10 Fast and Furious films um, on TV and none for Hot Wheels. And so the potential is there and, and our head of films, who I've been just so delighted to partner with, has 14 film projects in development and two that are entering production. In fact, this month, the Barbie movie written and directed by um, Greta Gerwig and starring Margot Robbie uh, goes into production and will be in theaters targeted for 2023, followed by Masters of the Universe, a relaunch of an iconic piece of Mattel IP. So that has been a really, really wonderful um, place to be as a storyteller, to take that content in those brands that have such resonance for generation after generation and being able to tell them in new ways. Yeah, and you're in the right place for that, aren't you? In LA, in the midst of Hollywood. So yeah, we'd be really excited to see that happen. And Barbie's so iconic, isn't she? So what? What? How has Barbie reflected uh, COVID and the lockdown? And what can we expect from Barbie? We've seen the way she's evolved as a as a character and as as a toy to reflect modern generations and the way society's changed. What can we expect over the next twelve months apart from that film, which obviously sounds really exciting? There's there's so much. Uh, Barbie is an icon. She's certainly more than a doll. Uh, number one global toy property in the US uh, or in the world last uh, last year per MPD, a group that tracks our brands. Also um, so much content on Netflix. Uh, we have several animated Barbie mu uh, music specials uh, that air on Netflix and always rank in the top 10 of content uh, for children and families. Uh, and then of course, as you mentioned the film, but but the Barbie brand is, is one that is rooted in purpose. All of our brands, and this is part of, what our uh, leaders on the brand side call the Mattel playbook, which is um, all about purpose. Every, every brand has a reason to be. And Barbie's is to inspire the limitless potential in all girls. And she herself has been on a journey and she is both timely and timeless. And also now the most diverse doll line on the market, which we're very, very proud of. And, uh, you know, even just this past, uh, this past week, we launched our, uh, our latest, in honor of uh, International Women's Day, latest line of Barbies inspiring girls to be all they can be. So from the product to the content to the film, um, really Barbie is at the center of culture at all times. And it's we're very proud of that. That brand. Yeah, absolutely. How, how are your agencies supporting that as well? And because and, uh, we've, we've, 
profiled Barbie winning PR Week awards over the years and doing you know doing some great work. So how how do they play into this new role and how are you have you changed the strategy at all since you came in in December 2020? So our brand, I oversee corporate communications, but work very closely with our brands and and their partners, both external firms and and the amazing team in house at Barbie. But it's been you know as a as one of our our power brands as we call them and a, a lead brand, it's one that um, we weave into their n- narrative um, and we support at the corporate level, you know, absolutely. All of the, uh, both cause marketing um, and uh, and brand and corporate initiatives be- behind the, the amazing Barbie brand. So let's dig into that a bit more about purpose. Um, it's, on, it's on the agenda for every uh, corporate communicator these days. Yes. Purposeful business seems to be what everybody wants, all stakeholders want. Although sometimes you do get pushback, don't you? You get activist invent- investors who say, look, we want to see shareholder value. We want to see returns and dividends. And actually, we just want you to make profits and, and get stuff done. How do you sort of plot uh, the right line on purpose and actually persuade people that purpose can be profitable as well? So the two are not mutually exclusive. Well, you know, I think, Steve, that that narrative, they're interwoven more and more. Um, it, and I'm glad to see it uh, in all of our corporate stories. You know, um, walking through the offices here at Mattel, we've recently re, um, redesigned our first floor. And our purpose and our mission are literally across the walls of the company. But it's more than that. It's more than in a boilerplate on a press release or on a PowerPoint deck. It's something that guides our purpose. Uh, our purpose and our mission. And um, it's something through which, you know, we funnel everything. So just like I mentioned, all of our, our products and our brands have a reason to be. Um, our purpose as a company um, is to empower the next generation to explore the wonder of childhood and reach their full potential. And we align everything to, to that, uh, both as a company um, and everything related to citizenship, ESG, and topics of those sorts. And so they are increasingly interwoven. And we have a good story to tell because we do, we do live by our purpose and, uh, and focus on being good corporate citizens while we're increasing shareholder value. Yeah, and I used, you mentioned that, the wonder of childhood, and we're seeing hor- horrific images from Europe, you know, of kids and, and families, you know, fleeing war-torn Ukraine. So how do you approach that as a corporate communicator, and and where does purpose fit into that in terms of your response to something like that? Absolutely. Well, well, in my role uh, overseeing corporate communications, I also have the great privilege to oversee the Mattel Children's Foundation. And so we, we do um, a lot, both driven by our purpose and our mission um, and through the lens of both our people and our products. And so guided by that North Star of our mission to empower the next generation, we look to try and use our greatest resource, like I said, our people and our toys to bring joy, comfort, and entertainment and inspiration to children all over the world. And so we will we will often activate uh, employee matching programs, uh, both from a disaster relief point of view and in moments of, of, of crisis. Um, and it's, it's, it's part of what we do as a company. We've, we've, we, our toys bring joy to children around the world. And, and that's where we focus, we focus our energies in terms, of, in terms of giving. It's a great privilege to be able to do so. 
Yeah, for sure. No, it can make a great difference. Um, one of the other parts of corporate communications that's been really heightened during uh, the last couple of years is employee engagement because uh, on a number of levels, one, you've got to look after your people. We talked about how everyone stepped up, both frontline workers and those who work you know, from home and are now gradually sort of coming back to how important is employee engagement and, and, and do you feel that the C-suite and the CEOs level executives understand the importance of it a lot more than maybe they used to, you know, even even a couple of years ago? Uh, I think they understand it, and it's a top priority across the entire leadership team. And, uh, you know, I, I can't take credit for the amazing employee engagement uh, activities uh, before I got here, our head of, our head of uh, people um, and culture has done a remarkable job. And I think also during lockdown of keeping people engaged, inspired, um, and also focused on wellness. You know, as we've, as we've talked about, there've been, there have been silver linings in terms of productivity and connectivity and being able to do what you need to do, given all the amazing tools that we're using right now. But at the expense, certainly, and sacrifice of, of balance and wellness. And so the company has made that a top priority, but always communicating both, um, you know, our goals, our priorities, our results, and celebrating our successes. And that's something that, you know, at the highest levels, the company is focused on, and it, and it really shows in our employee engagement scores. I'm very passionate about internal communications. That's part of my remit here at Mattel. And so we prioritize, you know, first and foremost, informing our employees about decisions we've made, sharing our financial results, sharing uh, how we're responding in moments of, of, of crisis and, and, and philanthropy and, uh, and, and celebrating all the amazing products we have around the globe. So it's, it's a high priority here, and I think it shows. And the Mattel workforce is highly engaged, um, very proud of their history and their roles that they play at the company and, and their role in developing children. Yeah, and just to finish up and build on that, you know, you're starting to welcome people back into the offices, I think, and starting to see people again and visitors, et cetera. So how do you see that panning out, you know, for those who maybe want to – Everyone, I presume, will have some sort of hybrid work arrangement, but there'll be some people who don't want to come back at all. Others will be, you know, gagging to get back and get, get away from from home. Um, how are you? How are you sort of uh, navigating that? Absolutely. Well, again, our, our HR team's the tip of the spear on this, but as you use the word properly, that's a hybrid approach. So we are starting to welcome teams back and we're emphasizing flexibility, especially in a town like, like Los Angeles, where people are going to be getting back their old commuting muscles. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a tax on, on, on a long work day. And so, and so people and people managers are being uh, very flexible as people come back, phase back and return in a hybrid capacity. And in enjoying sort of the flexibility and productivity tools that we came to love um, during the pandemic. But I, for one, am, am glad to see, uh, start to see my team uh, in person a little bit more and uh, collaborate together. It is a, a highly collaborative culture here um, at Mattel. We've been doing it very well in pandemic and look forward, I think, to being all together again. 
Yeah, we're we're getting excited about the PR Week Awards back in person for the first time in three uh, three years, and really looking forward to that party and seeing everyone again, getting out and traveling and and meeting everyone. It's such an important part of the business. So, uh, yeah, and look forward to seeing you again in person, Catherine. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome yeah. here at Mattel when you're out to LA next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, West Coast. I uh, haven't been there for too long. So, uh, thanks for giving us a catch up. Say hi to Barbie for us. And, I will. Uh, Keep doing that good work um, uh, on the foundation side as well. Uh, Thanks for joining us on Coffee Break. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Coffee Break. For more episodes, visit PRWeek.com.